Hello goblins and ghouls and welcome to another episode of my Haunted Life podcast with me, your host, Angela Hertzschorn. How are you holding up? Did you get outside and get yourself some vitamin D today? Don't forget to give yourself a little bit of a break when you can. This week, I have had a significant increase in people writing me about the podcast. Thank you. I love hearing what you guys have to say. For all of the new people, hi, I'm Angela. Welcome to the fam. If you have a spooky story you would like to share, we absolutely love it when people post them in the group. We definitely want to make it more of a community of paranormal lovers. So please, please, please do that. We love it. Seriously. Today's podcast is a continuation of the Ouija board conversations with the My Haunted Life team from last week. We have more of our own personal stories and answer more of your questions. So let's get into it, shall we? Grab yourself a cup of tea. Make sure the doors are locked and the sage is close by. We have a story to tell you. back for session two, part two, I guess, of our Ouija board admin conversation. And we're just going to start with some uh, some cool questions. Uh, if I remember correctly, because we literally just talked about this, Colleen, this one's from your friend Aaron. And he wanted to know what makes it an ideal method of communication. I think personally uh being able to transcribe you know mm-hmm. because you you can do like a like a yes no maybe from like either um clairsentience or uh uh a pendulum um if you don't have the like letters laid out on top of that um but like the board is like a like a automatic like uh you know like there's letters like right there mm-hmm. and someone next to you could just write it down no i think it's very convenient cuz you it, that exactly you can hopefully you're channeling an actual spirit and you know not your friend fucking with you but um it also works really well in conjunct in gun. Wow, I cannot talk. Uh, it works really well with other uh, methods of, like especially more modern methods of paranormal investigation. Like it's kind of cool if you put out a a um a voice recorder and do a a Ouija board session and see if you get anything. Um, I've gotten really weird orbs. Uh, I was just about to say, have you ever videotaped it to see, like, for visuals? Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, it's really cool. And then it's also a nice thing with uh, 
videotaping it, you can go back and watch it and see exactly what it does. Because sometimes in the moment, especially ghost hunting, you can get you can get spooked, and you know things seem more dramatic in the moment than they are. So definitely, any it works so well with that. Um, I think. I think it's Portals to Hell, which is a TV show with Jack Osborne, um, which is actually really good. It's one of the few ones on TV that I actually truly enjoy anymore. Um, but I, I want to say it's them. They, they did a Ouija, Ouija board session and they set up uh, thermal cameras. And they were just like testing everything. Like there's cameras, there's thermal cameras, there's EVP. And it was just like everywhere while they did this board. And that also helps, I feel, like, lend some, uh, uh, credibility. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> to the board, honestly, as well. And I also think because you have these letters that are fairly clear, it's usually pretty clear where mm-hmm. the bench is landing on. I think mm-hmm. it also helps when you're not quite sure of your own, like, psychic capabilities. Mm-hmm. You can you can doubt it when you're using other modalities. Like, is that really a guess? Is that really a no? Did I really hear it in my head what they were saying and get it right? But when you yeah. have it on the Ouija board, you can be like, "That's an A. That's a D." No, and that mm-hmm. that's a good point too. Spell it out. <laughs> yeah, it's literally an external kind of thing. No, yeah, that's a good point. I, I like that. I think something else I want to add to that is that, like, there's an ideal way to use it, too, is also to be really clear with what you're doing. Because, mm-hmm. like, going into it with a broad sense of let's just see what happens can get you into trouble. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having... I totally do that all the time. <laughs> having those clear, maybe, thoughts or intentions or maybe questions written out is a really good, handy way to not get distracted. <laughs> That's such good advice. So I'm yeah. going to uh, totally launch off of that because yeah. being it, that, that kind of launches into one of my personal experiences. Um, again, 12, 13, 14. Um, <laughs> we always had weird, poss- and now I don't know, one way or another. Um, we always had weird spirit energy in the house and that's a whole nother, I could do a whole, like, three podcasts just based off of our hauntings growing up. And um, we had this Ouija board in the house because my mom got it from a friend because, you know, trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And then, I, I, I can't remember exactly, but I, I just don't think she had a good result with it. And... So I ended up getting it. It's like, here, you like this weird shit. It doesn't work. It's safe. You can have it. <laughs> ha! Um, to be fair, though, at this point, I think me and my friend that were doing this, ironically, the daughter of the friend that gave it to my mom, um, were sneaking into the bedroom and stealing it. So, you know, automatically, great energy right there. Oh, yeah. Mischievous. <laughs> worked out so well yeah weird shit started happening um again the house was always haunted but it became like 
this group of, it became like me, I'm not going to name anyone just in case, but uh, <laughs> me and three other kids that were definitely uh, slightly younger than I was, and me being the oldest, but um, we just had this weird thing, and we were always, not always doing it, but became like one of our favorite things to do, and we like were able to name the spirits in the house and that that part was cool and we actually ended up having this um what's the word I want uh I don't want to say proven but we had we got some energy back from a whole nother psychic long story not important but one of the times me and this friend were messing with it it was like I think it was the first time we did it we didn't know the hello goodbye um, any of the rules because the rules weren't in the box. My mom had those somewhere else. And so it's just, you know, two dumb kids playing with the board with candles, that sort of thing. And, uh, the next thing we knew, like it started working and then it would move, like it would start jerking and we're like, oh, that's cool. We're getting really cool results. This is awesome. And then at one point, we had both of our hands off, and it kept jerking around the board. And we're like, oh, that's not good. We're going to close this off. And, you know, blew off the candles, thinking that was enough. Yeah. And then things started moving on, like, my bookcase above my friend's head, and things were shaking. And... We took the hell... Now there's a munchkin. Um, I don't want to swear. <laughs> she don't care. Okay, in that case, we took the fuck off. We got the hell out of the house, went up into the mountains, and we're just like, whoa. And then this friend was seeing the spirit, like, in our yard following or doing weird shit. And it just became this weird portal that weird shit would happen <laughs> even more so because and then especially when we were together it amplified in the house and then we actually did more research and was like oh you have to say goodbye <laughs> that makes sense we were rude you have to say goodbye that's important, right? yeah I was like that's important and um one of the Ouija board rules guidelines um are if you don't say goodbye, you can't like go get the board, say goodbye, and close it. You have to start all over again. So we did, and it was fine, and we never had that extreme of an experience again. And then after that is when we started doing stuff with more of our our peer group and started getting really cool results. But yeah, uh that uh, goodbye and hello is uh, really important. Uh, working manners, manners while working with spirits are immensely important. Mm. You learned that lesson well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that was a uh, that was just yeah yeah, and then my mom just gave it to me later. And it's one of the like the Hasbro ones, <laughs> and the planchette glows in the dark. 
So it's like really classy. And I, I can't believe I forgot it in the shop. But um, yeah, so that that is uh, like the one that really started my fascination with them. Because it's like, holy they shit, we got results. Huh? Is that the same board you yeah. use? That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's just. I almost got a, an antique one that was on Marketplace here locally. That was like from, I want to say the 60s, Ugh. but I couldn't justify driving to Denver for it. Oh, <laughs> I almost picked one up in a thrift store in Salem. Nice. And uh, the friends I was with refused to fly in a plane with me with that in my luggage. Oh, to bring it back? Yeah. I would have shipped it. Well, that's the thing. We had just shipped all of our stuff. We, like, sent a big giant box back that was already too much. And uh, I was like, damn it. I still still dream of that board. That would have been framed on my wall. Yeah. Because the classic, like, 1970s spirit one, where it's, like, the spooky spirit in the middle of the box. Yes. One day. One day. It'll come back. That'd be cool. I'd be okay with that. Um, <laughs> going back off, uh, uh, off of a, one of Aaron Colleen's friends' questions, and we were we were, we cheated and we talked about this a little bit before the podcast recording. Um. Uh, what about connecting with non-human energies, plants, inanimate objects? Pets, that kind of thing. And um, we were talking, like, I have contacted pets before, sort of. I mean, as much as they communicate. I mean, they don't, my pets personally can't spell, so Ouija board did not work so well. But, um, yeah, so this this became a very interesting conversation. Somebody else take it, because I've been talking too much. Well, I think, what did we say, that um, for me, I thought, you know, I've never tried, I've never thought about that, it's never been something on my mind, but if your intent is there, and your, like, idea is to connect to something that's otherworldly, or non-human, I'm sure you could, but again, like you said, if it doesn't speak English, or it doesn't know how to, to I don't know, spell, it could be kind of hard to get real answers. Yeah, I, I personally think that a pendulum would be a lot better mm-hmm. for this situation, but you could definitely use Ouija. Um, uh, I think that you could, like, because there's non-human entities, like, um, things that you might encounter in dreams that seem non-human, or uh, if you want to speak to the spirit of the succulent, you might be killing on your porch. I'm not talking to myself, don't mind me. <laughs> um, and ask, like, like maybe yes or no questions like do you need more water do you need more sunlight and uh and try and elicit a yes or no uh answer from it that way you could definitely use a board but um for yes no maybe i don't know uh i personally always recommend a pendulum Mm -hmm. it's just a little bit easier yeah it's it's way easier and also like uh uh if you if you just even if you don't have a pendulum then um I don't know if everyone can do clairsentience but like 
like where the it's like yes no and then in your belly like i was gonna say explain clairsentience for people that might not know so clairsentience is where like in your body it's different for everyone but for me it's like a in my head i feel yes um under my belly button i feel no and in my chest i feel maybe and Hmm. so like like asking a question and then like really focusing and meditating and seeing where i feel an energy like manifest like um almost like when kayla was asking us to like find our uh what's the what's the fire root chakra thingy yeah 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 like um you you uh focus and then you see like yes is the most obvious one because it feels like almost like a third eye like burning in the middle of my forehead behind my skull um you're talking about that feeling yeah yeah. You know, I don't think I've ever paid attention enough. Like, for specific places, it's always like, get the fuck out, or, yes. Now I'm going to pay more attention. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really interesting. I, I've only ever done it, like, like I've had to, like, really focus on it uh, to be like, where, are, where do I feel? Um... But then sometimes I just get a gut feeling and I'm like, not really, like, literally am I get, but, like, I know this answer. Huh. No, that reminds me, though, because I actually, like, I don't see or talk to spirits. It's not really my thing, but I can feel them. Mm-hmm. Usually if it's, if it's a negative or, like, what I would say a no talk sort of thing, I feel it in my gut and in my lower part of my body, like my root chakra, my sacral area, but versus like a positive, um, like happy sort of thing would be a third eye crown chakra. Um, So I get what you mean because I get that really strong. And if I'm dealing with certain spirits, I feel it in the back of my head, in the very base of my skull, and it kind of is like a burning sensation. Um, So I, I understand that. I've just never really applied it to asking another entity something yeah I used it to kind of read what's going on around me huh that is interesting yeah i want to try to figure that one out now next um that was a good one hey, hey kayla would you like to share a experience with us experiences there may have been more and um one of my there was usually about four or five of us that hung out all the time and one of them learned how to as she put it call the quarters she learned this when she was really young like northeast south and mm-hmm. west um she called them the cross towers something like that um the Guardians of the Towers. Yeah, I mean, those are old school pagan terms, or Wiccan yeah, terms, yeah. And so she would always do that prior to us using the Ouija board. Okay. Um, which I thought was an excellent practice. Um, and either the first time or the first few times, I feel like I remember there being some 
gibberish, and I think that's when we were coming in with a little bit more like calm and creative, of curious, mm-hmm. calm and curious, and then I think we started to become probably like more reckless because we weren't getting results, um, and so I don't know if we did keep calling the cross quarters or if we maybe didn't do it, but there was this one time, um, so as a, as a back history, this, this house that we were using the Ouija board in, a f- quite a few years later, uh, an adult psychic had come in and said that there was a, a portal mm-hmm. in the bedroom where we were always using this board. Hmm. Um, and there was like this clear energy in the bathroom it was like a master bedroom. So in the bathroom, I always felt completely safe. But as soon as I crossed over the threshold from the bathroom to the main bedroom, it was like creepy energy again. Is this someone we grew up with? Yes. I know exactly which damn house you're talking about. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it was almost like the whole rest of the house was haunted, but the bathroom was like this sacred, yes. safe, interesting place. So in my head, the portal was like right on the verge of where the bathroom started. And one one night, we usually did the Ouija board in, like, a different area of the bedroom, but this particular night, we were sitting, like, right where I think now the portal probably was, and we were getting these answers, and it was sort of like, help me, and we were like, how can we help you? It was basically telling us, like, I am a spirit, and I'm being tracked here by another spirit, and I'm trying to communicate with you really quickly before this other malignant spirit comes back, and we were like, oh my god, like, how can we help you, how can we, like, release you, and all this stuff, and then it basically just, like, turned dark, and I think it was the same spirit the whole time, it was just, like, messing with us, and then it just became, like, aggressive and negative, and I don't remember what it was saying anymore, and... To be honest, I don't really remember all the stuff that happened after, so I don't know if it was just, like, I tuned it out, <laughs> like, it was so traumatic for me, but when I, I called my friend preparing for this interview, she said that the, it was, like, this one instance where everything happened at the same time. She said that the candles blew out, and she was thrown across the room at the same time by wow. the spirit, and then we, like, packed it up and never used it again. Um and now I'm wondering, like, did we say goodbye? <laughs> right? Um, because, I mean, I don't think it was, like, more haunted in her house after that, because it was just, like, always... It was always haunted. Yeah. But I, I didn't really feel like we contact, we were in contact with that spirit again, so maybe it, it did seem like it had to use the Ouija board to contact us, and it, like, didn't have power otherwise. But it was almost like the longer we used the Ouija board to talk to it, the stronger it was becoming. Um, and so that was the last time we used it. But it was very much what Gina was talking about. Like, we were, like, curious, like, what's going to happen? Who's here? And we didn't have, like, an intention about when we were going to start, when we were going to stop, or, like, what questions we were going to ask, or who we were trying to contact. We didn't have any consensus about that. No, I, I, yeah, that house was terrifying. Um, but, huh. See, this is what happens when you don't say goodbye. And it makes me giggle that we're all, like, have all these very strange experiences. And yet we're all like, ah, but it 
still a great tool. It's, it's awesome to work with. That I mean, makes my sense. adult experiences are more humorous, so it kind of made up for it. <laughs> See, that helps. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've had fine experiences. I feel like this, uh, Kayla's story totally leads into our last question that we have. And um, this, I feel like, is an important thing to talk about. Uh, and it's from one of Colleen's friends again, called, named called Jesus, Adam. Wanting to know how, if, why you should dispose of a Ouija board. And I feel like this really goes into a lot of, you know, modern horror movies you should always get rid of the board. Oh my God, burn it! No. I don't know. I've had. You should not do that. People come at me with different, very technical ways that they think you have to do it. It's um. It depends amazing. on what like faith base you are to. Yes. Some of my um like, I'm trying to think. One of the first people I knew, he was um his family was traveler. He was taught to to know all of this stuff from a very young age and he just was like you don't mess with a Ouija board if you want to get rid of it you cut it up in seven pieces blah 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 you know this was his you know how what he taught me on it but then I met people you know years later who were like you know you got to do it a completely different way mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know is there an exact way I think I think you hit the nail on the head. It all depends on your faith and what you should do with it. Like, I personally, obviously, have kept my glow-in-the-dark plastic planchette one for... Crap, we were arguing my age earlier. Let's go with, like, 20 years at this point. Um, I don't have a problem with it. Um... I personally wouldn't get rid of it. If you have a problem, I would find someone to either bless it, depending on your faith, or give it to someone if you tell them ahead of time that there might be something attached to it, because otherwise that's really shitty. I'm pretty sure my friend just left it in the back of the closet when she moved out. And that's that's a thing. That when I... Because this was, like, the one question I wanted to really, um, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, research today. And, um, the best I, the most recommended overall was to wrap the planchette in fabric. Sometimes also wrap the board, but not together. They can't touch. That's the whole thing. If you can't touch, if they don't touch, you severed that communication in theory. And the best way is just, you know, stick it in an attic or a closet and ignore it. And that connection will just slowly die. Uh, Another one was to bury it face down and cover it in salt. That's one of the ones that I was told to. I was trying to remember. I couldn't remember all of them. But I was like, I really remembered the first person who taught me a lot. Well, see, that sounds like more fun. Yeah, it was real dramatic. (laughs) You yeah, know what I mean, but he had a much different upbringing and experience with them than say the other people. So, mm-hmm. no, I told if Grandma. What, Kayla? If supernatural taught me anything, you're, you salt it and then you burn it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Oh, when I read that one, I'm like, God, that would that would kill your yard. What, sweetie? Sorry. Oh, I was told not like do not burn it. You do yeah. If anything, don't burn it. It's like sever it and like I don't even remember what you're supposed to do after that. But they're like, don't if anything, don't burn it. And make sure if you cut it up, you cut it into seven pieces, which I found odd. Seven. But okay. Okay. Huh. Seven is like a holy number, I think. That makes that sense. Coming, coming from his background, there is some of that coming. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have seen that on paranormal shows with people that have gotten too deep into um, uh, Ouija stuff and they contact something negative and uh, the, they literally took it out and barbecued it. Literally on the barbecue grill. Oh my god, I wouldn't want to eat meat on that after. No! <laughs> I'm like, I hate to say if it's anything like mine, there's probably some chemicals in that printing and that plastic. Yeah. <laughs> not environmentally friendly to burn anymore. No, yeah. not at all. And it was just, it was, and they, they continued to have problems. But the person they went to for help, that's the advice they gave them. Oh, and so, I mean, my... My personal experience is if it's really bad, just get it out of the house. Um, Dumpster. Yeah. If you have to, throw it away. I don't recommend that. But yeah. Like, I feel like that's better than burying it in your yard. But there are so many places. This was a fun thing. There's so many freaking places that will take your boards now. If there's oh. a problem, like collectors, oh, cool. like put it on like eBay or something. You want to go down a weird rabbit hole? Haunted dolls on eBay. Mm. And you just put, you know, Ouija board. I had a bad experience. This is what happened. I feel like if you're going to do that, you always have to tell people why. Because <laughs> otherwise you're a jerk. Um, it's just, it's weird. And, uh, going back to the history with Ouija boards, there was never a real negative connotation to it. Like for God's sakes, in the group today, I found a Norman Rockwell painting of people using a Ouija board, Mr. Americana for God's sakes. And it's the cutest little picture, but they weren't bad. And um Christians. <laughs> oh yeah, I totally not every uh uh perspective on this podcast is, you know, crap, I can't remember the warning. All views and something something are not held by every blah blah blah. That's Colleen. I I just just saying it's it Colleen. And it said that it was Christianity that made it like, you're going to get possessed by a demon if you use Ouija boards. Well, here's a fun thing. The biggest, most, like, ridiculous propaganda push against um, the uh, Ouija boards, well, the first one, I should say, this is important to say, actually came from the mediums during the spiritual uh, movements because they were losing work. So they were one of the first ones that started saying, you need to be careful and you need a professional to help you with this because you're going to get yourself in trouble. Yeah, it also said that occultists were like split down the middle. Like mm-hmm. half of them were saying, don't do it if you don't know what you're doing. Half of them were like, it's fine. Yeah. 
But I, yeah, I guess that was the biggest push because people are losing money. And then uh, in the more modern era, it was The Exorcist. I believe 1973, I yeah, think, so 1970s. In the 60s and 70s, there was this satanic panic that started in England and yeah. eventually made its way to America. And it basically never ended because anything that happens, like, they even took a child abuse class. And my teacher was talking about, oh, you know, Satanists, child abuse. And I was like, hello. That is such an old, old belief. Are you serious? Is it true at all? Oh, my God. That just brings Um, up, like, all the McMartin's preschool stuff, and it makes my heart hurt. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, So, I feel like that's the propaganda also that Mm -hmm. made a huge movement to modern culture saying that it's a really bad thing to use. Oh, yeah. Everyone's afraid that... Music's gonna turn you into a Satanist. Ouija boards are gonna turn you into Dungeons and Dragons. Gonna yeah. turn yep. you into a Satanist. It's true. Black, loving the opposite, the same sex. Yeah. Like whatever. My grandmother has a story of my uncle, seventies, getting into D and D, and something happened, and he went out and burned all of his books in the yard. Oh. And now I'm like, do you realize? Those might have been first freaking editions. How much freaking money those books would have been. Seriously. But, um, yeah, I mean, I love Satanic Panic stuff. It's, like, one of my favorites because it's just so fucked up. And so funny. It's so awful. Uh, we watched a documentary on it, and I just, like, cringed and then laughed the whole time. Have you seen the police video one? You can find this online if you want nightmares. This came out and was actually used as a police training video for uh, how to discover Satanists in your area. This is 70s, 80s. And it's weird. It is. And it was actually used is the thing. And, you know. They're, like, walking through a park, and there's a perfectly painted, like, voodoo vivi on the, the ground. And it's like, look, Satanist! I'm like, you're crossing your occult symbols here, friends. And it get, it's really weird. It gets really weird. But I definitely wanted to bring that up as well. And that is actually, I think, all of my notes. So if anybody has any other stories or... I'm looking at my notes. Oh, I do feel like we should. We're 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 good on time. Uh, I do want to bring up because we were talking about this earlier. And now I forgot how it linked, and I forgot because we got distracted and changed it. Um, the idiomotor effect, which is fascinating. I know, I love it. And this is uh, to very simplify it. It's the non conscious muscular movements your body gives off usually guided by some kind of suggestion like if you're playing with a Ouija board and it spells out B and O and your body immediately goes to the B thinking it's going to spell out Bob that sort of thing and I listened to a podcast today and of course I didn't write it down because I'm a dummy talking about um uh uh crap i can't remember the people there was studies done using 
uh, Ouija boards. Yeah. In a subconscious manner, like almost as a therapy kind of thing. With the idea that, uh, you know, your mind, your body, they know things that you might not know or are not conscious of. And actually using a Ouija board to get that out. This is also why you can douse with a pendulum, like where you might have lost your keys. Mm -hmm. Because you might remember without knowing you know. And it will swing towards where you've, like, lost, like, where the location is, um, without you knowing that you know where they are. And it's, it's awesome, like, I've shown people this thing, I've, like, I've had people hold a pendulum, I'm like, uh, like, okay, now focus on, uh, something that is pink and don't move your hand, and it'll just start swinging towards the thing that is, like, a first pink thing that they see. Nice. And they're like, what's happening? I'm like, that's called the ideometer effect like yeah welcome to the world of science <laughs> i have a kind of a funny story about an experience that i feel like kind of goes along with that mm-hmm. idea um i had i think it was like the third time we were using this particular ouija board and the girl i was using it with she asked it if she should go ahead and sleep with a certain guy. And that's a hell of a question. And yelled at very direct. And yeah. I told her yes multiple times and spelled it out. And I can't help but think she used this, you know what I mean, as an excuse. You yeah. Know, it was just being hurt, so I can't say anybody else was around. She could have easily just done that. That's hilarious. Give herself an excuse or her subconscious could have done it because she really wanted to. But I always thought, like, do not ever sleep with someone after a Ouija board tells no. you. No. That should be the best flag ever. Yeah. That, yeah. That's hilarious. Dating through a Ouija board. I think now that's what happened with her, was that she totally subconsciously did that on her own. Yeah, it's like that self God, I can't not talk. Prophecy thing. And you want that to be the answer. You might not, you might not mean to move it you might not even be aware you are moving it but you are mm-hmm. and that and that's the same could go for uh you're being influenced by a spirit to move it mm-hmm. i feel like the same science would support that it works with spirits as well yeah because you could be influenced by your subconscious or you could be calling in a spirit to answer those questions which is it can feel very similar to your subconscious answering. Oh, yeah. And that's, um, they do, uh, that is another Ouija board rule, guideline, that nobody ever listens to. Hence why we have five million TikToks of slumber parties of young girls losing their motherfucking shit. But uh, never ask personal questions. Like, unless, if you're trying to get information on a spirit, yeah, sure, what's your name? What's this? Not, who am I going to marry? That kind of stuff opens you do? up. Yeah. <laughs> Should I sleep with this guy? That That's that the kind idea. of stuff that opens you up to some negative stuff. And then also, there's no credence to it. That is literally, you can mess with things. It's that subconscious area of your brain kicking in you have no no nothing to base it off of at that point so yeah i wanted to mention that 
Sorry. Jordan's awake and the sneeze scared me. Uh, I just wanted to mention that at the end there. And no, we, I think this was awesome. Thank you so much, ladies, for hopping on. I know we've been talking about doing this for months. Yeah, months at least. <laughs> like, of course. Do you know, like, all of the rules? Uh, no. And, uh, what are the problems with that is it all depends on who you ask. Yeah. Um, like, I remember in my mom's little, the little piece of paper that came in the book when I eventually got it, it was sage everything, light candles, um, that kind of thing, where other ones are like, nah, whatever. Um, uh, 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 when it comes to, like, more witchy friends, the first thing everybody tells you is put up protections. Make sure you have whatever protection, draw your sacred circle, put on your magic amulet, whatever, to do that first above everything else. And there's also ones where it's like, you should shower beforehand and make sure you're completely cleansed. Make sure you shower immediately afterwards to wash it. Sounds excessive. Anything else. Yeah, exactly. Um, it reminds me of the idea of, like, the tarot cards. Like, oh, they all follow the same idea, but each one can be slightly different and have their own spreads and their own, like, ideas because mm-hmm. it's been modified by the maker. Exactly. And and that's literally what it comes down to. It all depends. It all, and I feel like with a lot of... Paranormal stuff, yes, there's definitely uh, some objectivity in it. And just kind of, you got to follow your gut and hope for the best with a lot of it, unfortunately. Um, I feel like you need to make a rules list now. I should make rules of, it depends. (laughs) Oh my God, I should. That'd be hilarious. Oh my God. Because me and Gina just, we, we just started our own TikToks, and they're ridiculous. Gina's are much prettier than mine, and post more often, because I suck at it. But uh, I could see us doing the stitching back and forth and commenting on each other's video and making an absurd video. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it's just such, it's one of those things, it, uh, going back to, like, the oven Thing from the last podcast I always use it as I always describe a Ouija board like a gun it can be dangerous in the wrong people's hands mm-hmm. otherwise it's literally an inanimate object it's a tool exactly like a exactly like, oh a tool could, or yeah a hammer could totally kill somebody but it's like or it's just sitting there doing nothing if you're not using it yeah <laughs> it's literally the intention behind it that matters and going off of you know that it has this scary reputation as well uh any kind of spirit work can open you up to negative experiences um so you have to be careful with that this just has a fun reputation because of movies and everything uh yeah exactly Yeah. Just totally. I don't know. At this point, it's the people outside that I don't like. <laughs> but no, I definitely, I definitely think that 
it it's misunderstood and it's one of those if you are not comfortable using it you should not use it yeah end of story if you're in a group of people and somebody wants to pull it out and you're like nope you should nope out of there because you being afraid can open you up (laughs) to shit like that um so yeah I definitely think that's a huge part of it is that if at any point during a session you feel uncomfortable or weirded Mm -hmm. out or anything negative anything less than like curious or neutral or positive then you should just close the session and say goodbye yes no there's definitely ways to not get yourself in trouble but again if you're trying to get in trouble you're gonna get trouble I want to get scared. It sounds fun. That's asking for trouble. Yeah. This is my TED talk. My shortest session was like, um, I think it was like uh, me asking, uh, are you like, like a friendly spirit It going to know? And then me saying goodbye. Like that was all. Yeah. One question. And I was like, no, goodbye. I think. I'm trying to think. Um, I had one, and it was just, as soon as you're like, is someone here? And you get that bad energy. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not having this. One of my personal uh, Ouija board rules, I don't know why I keep doing this with my pencil. I don't even know if you guys can see it, but it's annoying me, um, is don't do it in the house. I, because with my experiences it I might try it with friends now again but for the longest time I would not do it in my own house I have that intuition too I don't feel like I would want to do it in my house Mm -mm. either I feel like the apartment I'm in now wouldn't be too bad and I'm wondering if it's just like an energy thing but uh you have living with you would be protecting you yeah well I think they're more curious to communicate which makes me wary of them but still curious still curious but yes we're gonna call it now i keep watching poor gina yawn (laughs) are you serious i'm about i'm 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 technically i'm technically older than you damn it uh (laughs) by a couple months but thank you well yeah you had a munchkin too and we're actually getting to the uh the warning of hey your time's coming to a close so uh thank you ladies so much for being on this was fun i hope it wasn't as terrifying for kayla and gina no it was a new experience yeah do it again sometime see it's not that bad yeah exactly trust me if me and colleen can do it you guys can do it like Seriously. That's literally what I tell people. If I can do it, you can do it. This is fun. Lots of fun. Good. Well, I love you all, and thank you so much. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Bye. 
big thank you to everyone out there listening today. You are one fantastic beauty. A big thank you to my amazing admin team, Gina, Colleen, and Kayla. These ladies stress every week about posting just the right stuff for you on the Facebook group. So make sure you get on and post and comment on things. We absolutely love it when you do. If you like the podcast, please rate and review me on your favorite podcast apps. It goes a long way to helping other people find me. The Patreon Patreon is coming along, and I will have updates about that shortly. And that's about it. I'll see you all next week on my Haunted Life podcast. Bye! Everybody say something at different times. Gina, go. Hello. Colleen, go. I'm Henry the Eighth. I am. Every time. Eighth, I am. Eighth, I am. <laughs> Kayla, your turn. Meow, 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 meow. Perfect.